Hi everyone, this is Andrew Davies from Insight Scientific, the online environment for life science, webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers. Today we are joined by Bastian Bale and Dylan Moyman from Single Cell Discoveries, where Bastian is head of BD and Dylan is head of R&D. They recently presented an introduction to single cell sequencing, including potential applications with user cases. Let's dive in. Good place to start here is maybe how do I know if I need single cell RNA sequencing or regular bulk sequencing? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. As with many questions that we get from clients or potential clients, that depends on your biological question. So if there's a reason for you to uh, to need the, the, the data at, at the resolution of single cells, then of course you need you need single cell sequencing, but sometimes the biological question doesn't need single cell resolution. So then bulk RNA sequencing is definitely a very good option because it's a factor 10 cheaper than single cell sequencing. So it really depends on, on the biological question. So if you if this is something you want to discuss, please uh, feel free to schedule a meeting with us and then we can discuss your project in more detail and we can advise you on the best approach. Great. Thanks very much for that. Maybe this is a good one, might address questions a number of people have. What kind of tissues and species can you process with single nuclei sequencing? Are there any limitations to those? For single nuclei sequencing, so in principle, many more tissues can be used for single nuclei sequencing compared to normal, let's say, single cell sequencing, because you are skipping that dissociation step. But there are still some tissues that are have a high fat content, high lipid content that are quite hard. So skin would be one where we know that is still a, a big problem but in general it is less it is easier to do than the normal standard single cell sequencing so uh, tissues that would work well are brain for instance like i'd say a lung even pancreas i think is relatively doable so it's more the other way around i guess that there are some exceptions for single nuclear sequencing while for normal single cell dissociation you have to take a lot more care Okay, great. This one's sort of a related person says, sorry, they joined late, so they apologize if they've already covered the question. I, I don't think they have. Their question is, have you, test, uh, have you tested single cell sequencing on fetal heart specifically? And if so, can it be done on fixed cells? I don't know if we've done fetal no, heart. No, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, that's also, I can, but I, my question would also I, be fetal I, I don't heart, think... I guess, from which organism? That will be so perhaps, one thing, but uh, in addition... Yeah, perhaps they can follow up with some more specific details and get in touch with you through these. You can click on these links here if you want to contact uh, Bastion or the single cell team and, and they can follow up for a specific application. Yeah. One general comment on heart tissue, cardiac tissue, is that typically cardiac cells are quite, not fetal cardiac cells, but, but in general cardiac cells are quite large. So they, they typically do not fit through the tubes, the tiny tubes of the tenexonomic system. We've done quite a number of single cell sequencing experiments with the SortSeq platform. So sorting cardiomyocytes into the plates, that has yielded very good results. If you're interested in discussing this, please feel free to reach out to us and then we can discuss your project in, in more detail. Great. Yeah, and the second Another part of the quick. question, can it be done on fixed cells? Oh, sorry. We missed one part indeed. Uh, so you asked, can, can it be done on fixed cells? And like I mentioned before, we have experience with methanol fixation. So that will likely work, but we should probably talk about this if you're interested in it. 
Sorry, Andrew. Oh, no, no problem. I was actually just going to lead into that next. Uh, another question from someone else here relates to this to some extent. So do you work with FFE blocks? I presume that's formalin fixed paraffin embedded uh, blocks. Yes, uh, uh, so not yet. So we cannot do single cell sequencing on FFPE block material because you cannot generate a single cell or single nuclear suspension from FFPE blocks anymore. But for Visium, we will eventually be able to work with FFPE blocks. So I mentioned, I very briefly mentioned Visium, which is a spatial transcriptomics technology from Tenex Genomics. And they do have a, an FFPE version of the protocol that works on human and mouse samples. And when we launch the Visium spatial transcriptomics service later this year, we will also be able to work with FFPE blocks. Okay, wonderful. Just a note, another question on that's somewhat related to that. I believe Dylan mentioned a number of other services that you're working on. Is there a particular timeline for when those are available? And there, someone is asking if it's possible to send you test samples to try out some of these methods. Hey, Bastian, could you, can you uh, give an estimate about some of these methods when we would be offering them to clients? Yeah, so the single nuclei isolation surface, we hope to be able to offer that in a few months from now. The other two methods are the screen seek, the plate-based bulk RNA sequencing, which will which we aim to price quite significantly lower than a regular bulk RNA sequencing surface. And so the screen seek and the plate-based VDJ, we hope that we will be able to offer that this year or early next year. But the first, the first additional R&D project that will be transferred to, to services, to the services team, so from Dylan's team to the services team, will actually be the, the single nuclear isolation service that, that we will offer as an extension to our current 10 genomics uh, services. So that means that people will be able, or clients will be able to send us fresh frozen material and that we will take it from there. Okay, great. So watch this space. Question here, how well could you detect uh, long non, I believe this is long non-coding RNAs? Well, I guess it depends on if they're not, if they're polyadenylated, we can basically detect them with all the standard methods. That is not, whether it's 10X or SortSeq. If you're interested in non-polyadenylated long non-coding RNAs, then VASA-seq is pretty much the only option because that indeed detects everything, whether it's polyadenylated or not. But as long as they're indeed long enough, so we're not talking small RNAs, but anything above 200 nucleotides is detected just as well as every other mRNA that are that is out there. All right, great. Another question here. Can you please describe the difference regarding what we can achieve from single cell sequencing and spatial sequencing? So I, I guess the question is, what, what different information are those two methods providing? So I do have to put a little asterisk in there. This is what is currently possible, and this is what currently what the difference is. So with single cell sequencing, you ha no longer have information about, of course, which cell was next to which other cell, so you no longer know any potential interactions between the cells. However, you do get a much higher sensitivity and higher resolution from the gene expression from each of these single cells. With spatial sequencing, you then know the actual tissue context of the cells that you're interested in. So you know if a certain immune cell is next to a cancer cell and it has a certain expression profile, you can then use that information potentially for therapeutic or diagnostic possibilities. However, currently the resolution of spatial sequencing isn't at the single cell level yet. So if you really want 
it depends on what your preference is. If you really need single cell information, I would not do any spatial sequencing. However, if the, if the context of the tissue is really important to you, more so than the single cell information, then spatial sequencing is the way to go nowadays. All right, great. I'm not sure if you can address this globally. It may depend on the project, but what is the cost for testing each sample, such as a tissue sample, for example? Yes, I'll address that. The cost really depends on the exact setup of your experiment and what technology you choose. So please feel free to reach out to us directly and we'll be able to help you with a project-specific pricing overview based on the number of samples and based on the technology that we advise you to use, so either SortSeq or VasaSeq or, or Tenex Genomics. So we can discuss this in person. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.